Bill O'Reilly here, Monday, July 18th, 2022. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Jill Biden defends her husband. Saudi Arabia agrees to pump more oil. LeBron James says Boston fans are racist. A survey ranks the poorest places in America. Also ahead, a 10-year-old girl in the middle of an abortion controversy. But first, Dr. Jill Biden, the first lady defending her husband's presidency, she says that Joe Biden is increasingly frustrated. Quote, Joe had so many hopes and plans for things he wanted to do, but every time he turned around, he had to address the problems of the moment. He's just had so many things thrown his way, unquote from Jill. The president back in the USA after his trip to the Middle East, where he praised the, quote, selfishness of the U.S. military. He meant to say selflessness. Saudi Arabia agreeing to boost oil exports after Mr. Biden's visit. The kingdom will ramp up production to more than 13 million barrels a day. The crown prince also committed to increase cooperation with the USA and opened his airspace to flights from Israel for the first time ever. Despite the pledge for more energy, gas prices are up another 2.5% compared to last month. Basketball star LeBron James blasting fans in Boston. He was asked during an interview with HBO if he had any problem with Celtics supporters. Said LeBron, quote, I hate Boston fans because they're racist as F-word. They will say anything. I've been dealing with this S-word my whole life. They throw stuff at me all the time, unquote. A report from World Population Review ranks the poorest cities in America. The places are judged by three factors, a number of residents living in poverty, average income, the unemployment rate. The bottom five, Rochester, New York, Dayton, Ohio, Detroit, Cleveland, the poorest city in the USA, Hartford, Connecticut. Average income there, $21,000. In a moment, the truth about a 10-year-old crossing state lines to get an abortion. Next. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. 
Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. A very difficult story, an abortion controversy misreported about a 10-year-old girl. After the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, a law in Ohio immediately went into effect banning abortions after six weeks for any reason. A controversy thus began on July 2nd when an Indiana doctor claimed a 10-year-old rape victim from Ohio traveled to Indiana to get an abortion. 10-year-old girl. The young victim apparently underwent the procedure in Indianapolis on June 30th. President Biden repeated this story on July 8th. The next day, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem said, quote, CNN's Dana Bash tried to trap me with a story about a 10-year-old who got an abortion. It looks like the story was fake, unquote. Then Tucker Carlson on Fox News said, quote, Why did the Biden administration, speaking of lying, repeat a story about a 10-year-old child who got pregnant and they got an abortion or was not allowed to get an abortion when it turns out the story was not true? Where is the rapist? Next, the Wall Street Journal editorial board wrote, quote, Biden told a tale of a 10-year-old rape victim that no one can identify. It's an abortion story too good to confirm. But then the truth emerged. Last week, a 27-year-old man was arrested in Columbus, Ohio, and confessed to the rape. According to Newsweek, the suspect is an illegal immigrant named Gerson Fuentes. The Guatemalan is being held on $2 million bail at the Franklin County Prison. He is charged with rape, a first-degree felony in Ohio. Now, this awful situation contains a few very important lessons. First, to the media, you do not report definitively on a story unless you have concrete facts. And that goes for politicians as well. Biden, Carlson, Noam, the Wall Street Journal did not know what happened, yet they pontificated. Your humble correspondent, that's me, did not. I followed this story because it was horrendous. Again, 10-year-old girl raped has to get an abortion. But all I said about it was that any child seeking an abortion is a public health emergency, which it is. There should be no controversy surrounding an operation of a child who is impregnated. That decision should be made by the state, the family, and the doctor. The corrupt media, of course, is suppressing the illegal alien angle of this horrendous story. And again, the rapist has admitted what he did. He'll spend the rest of his life in prison. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. If you'd like more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. And I hope you check out my new book, Killing the Killers. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. 
If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 53 years ago today, one of the most prominent politicians in America wrecked his car after a barbecue in Massachusetts. The senator did not report the accident for 10 hours, and there was a big reason why he did not. Here is the story of Ted Kennedy and Chappaquiddick. On July 18, 1969, most Americans were huddled around the TV to watch news reports about the Apollo 11 lunar landing, but in New England, Ted Kennedy and his cousin were hosting a cookout on Chappaquiddick Island, part of Martha's Vineyard. The party was planned as a reunion for veterans of the slain Robert Kennedy's 1968 presidential campaign. Bobby, of course, was Ted's older brother. Following his assassination one year earlier, Ted Kennedy assumed the family's presidential ambitions. In 1969, the Democrat was elected majority whip in the Senate and was an early frontrunner for his party's presidential nomination in 1972. After the cookout, Kennedy, a married man, left the party with 28-year-old Mary Jo Kopechny. While driving down a beach road around midnight, Kennedy flipped his Oldsmobile off a wooden bridge into the water. The senator escaped the car, but Mary Jo was trapped inside. Kennedy did not go back down to help her. Authorities ruled later. Now, the senator quickly returned to his hotel room and actually fell asleep. At 9.45 the next morning, 10 hours later, he reported the accident to local police on Martha's Vineyard. Mary Jo's body was removed from the wreckage hours later. The incident became a national scandal. While Kennedy vehemently denied he was drunk on drugs or having an affair with Mary Jo, he ultimately pleaded guilty to leaving the scene of an accident, which he did. He received a two-month suspended sentence, which was corrupt and ridiculous. The death of Mary Jo Kopechny ended Kennedy's presidential prospects. George McGovern went on to win the Democratic nomination in 72, followed by Jimmy Carter in 76, but Kennedy did challenge Carter and lost. Kennedy remained in the Senate until 2009. He died from brain cancer in Hyannisport, Massachusetts, just 20 miles from the scene of Chappaquiddick. Back after this. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take 
away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.